0: This is the PMP Industry Insider Podcast.
1: Hello everyone, welcome out to another episode of the PMP Industry Insider Podcast, where we look at what is changing in the industry and we take you to the front lines to those that are driving those changes, Outside of today, today it's just me and Dan. As always, my name is Donnie Shelton, owner of Triangle Home Services, as well as the CEO of Colmarch. And with me is the highly, highly esteemed Mr. Dan Gordon. With Dan, would you like to say good morning? We are recording this in the morning, as well as introduce our topic, because this is a very interesting and timely topic, and I cannot wait to get into it. Yeah. Good morning, everyone, uh, or good afternoon, whenever you're consuming this. Um,
0: this is a very interesting topic and it's very timely and, um, really the, the, the topic uh, is, you know, we titled this, how much you need to raise your prices to combat inflation. But really what it is, uh, is, um, the world is a little bit different and has taken a little bit of a turn. And so the question is, are you willing to change and if you're willing to change, what do you have to change in order to keep up with the the, the new reality? Um, you know, everybody can be, and I told you so, and say that uh, government stimulus and PPP and all the other stuff that uh, people got, um, you know, really uh, put a lot of money into the economy when we, um, you know, when, when COVID hit. and a lot of the, the pundits would say, well, this is going to be a problem in the future. And, you know, sometimes you, <laughs> you don't look much further than the end of your nose. And, uh, but it is now it's a problem. Now it's coming back to roost, but the really so
1: interesting thing is
0: the really interesting. thing.
1: though, One quick thing before yeah. we get into this topic, I have to tell a story yeah. just to introduce this yeah. topic because, yeah. you know, that's what I do. But so, um, Dan, you know, you and I have been talking about this issue with inflation. We, you know, if if you've listened to our podcast, I'd say over the last year, this absolutely is not the first time you've heard Dan and I talk about what's happening with inflation, what's happening with the CPI and this this need to act now. Um, Well, I eat my own dog food, right? I'm not going to tell people to do stuff and we not do it. And at Triangle, um, I guess it was probably February. I mandated a 10% price increase. And I thought my staff, like, seriously got their pitchforks out and was like, We're going to, you know, you're crazy, Donnie. 10% across the board. That's absolutely ridiculous. We're going to lose customers, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And by the way, I have fantastic staff. I certainly did not want to make this a story that sounds like I'm super smart because for every good decision I have that I knock out of the park, they probably prevent six catastrophes that are really dumb decisions that I made. But anyway, so. I am there talking to them about, you know, we're going to do a 10% price increase. And I got a lot of pushback. I would not, it was one line. I would not, um, I would not give up. And we did it. We we pushed 10% completely across the board. All of our new pricing went 10%. And then all of our customers that we could, that were not under contract, we pushed a 10% price increase on. We did that over two months. We did it March and then April, March one and then April one, just, this week, I am sitting in a meeting and, you know, a couple of people in my leadership team looked at me and says, you know, I don't know if 10 percent was enough. I don't know that, you know, we're seeing. That's, that's what we're going to talk
0: about today, because it's, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Right. So that, uh, you know, um, uh, it. We're in a really interesting time, right? So a lot of these economic historians say, well, you know, there have been depressions and recessions and, you know, inflation and whatnot. The interesting thing is that the co- that the consumer is pr- still pretty strong. Unemployment is, you know, at full employment, and we're experiencing this massive inflation. And so I don't, I, I think a lot of the pundits uh, really have never experienced this uh, because it, it usually doesn't happen this way, but it is. And I think what's interesting today is, um, you know, we've been pounding the table, you and I, to do price increases for quite a while. Uh, We you and I actually floated on the podcast 10 percent, you know, in January and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, those who thought that it was a lot then um, may be rethinking it now. Um, what's interesting is we just published this morning that the, the uh, pest index, the growth index that we do with William Blair, and that is up, um, over 10%. It's 11%. And, uh, um, what I would attribute it to Tim and I, um, you know, discussed, well, geez, how could the economy be faltering, but we're growing 10%. And I said, well, remember the index is basically made up of PCO bookkeeper clients, and we have been pounding the table to raise prices so a lot of that 10% or 11% are price increases so but it's still not enough and uh what i wanted to talk about today is um you know that the CPI which kind of measures inflation uh for april was 8.3%. Basically they're saying that um inflation is at 8.3% annualized but if you're in like little micro economies, it could be more or less, right?
1: Like food is way I, up. I was going to say, you know, here in Raleigh, it's, it's, it's got to be more than 8.3%, you know, depending on where you're at, right? If you're in the rural area, it may not be 8%. It may be more like five or six. If you're in a metropolitan area or a really growing area, I mean, even housing prices here in Raleigh, they're up almost, you know, 30, 40%. It's ridiculous. It's – so it's it, – it, like you said, I mean, it's one of the – I just want to make sure our listeners caught what you just said because that's an important point. It's an average, right? And averages mean that you got outliers. <laughs> and no one's well, right but, at 8%. But it's also made up of various things
0: that, you know, some are much higher than 8.3 and some are lower. But what is it that goes into your P&L? What are the things that really um, – you know, affect. Um, you know, I I would argue it's labor, fuel, chemicals, and even marketing. Now we could talk about uh, the way that Google has increased their prices. I I I don't know whether it's inflation or it's just the the bid process has you know matured more, kind of the way Yellow Pages did years ago. But but the things that I wanted to talk about were the labor, fuel, and chemicals, and then we could definitely talk about the digital marketing and the and the bid price. But you know, if you're thinking that 8.3%, oh man, I raised my prices 10%, so therefore I'm, you know, uh, I've I've got a 1.7% uh, built into my P&L, so I'm good. But the fact of the matter is, 8.3% was published by Department of Labor. However, labor rates, and this is on average, I'm sure in Raleigh and other major markets, it's higher. Labor rates are up 15.6%. Fuel right. up 75 to 100%. And materials up about 50%. And if you're in the lawn care business, it you know, your fertilizers and everything else are 50% and more if you can get them. So it's kind of interesting, how do these numbers affect you? And, you know, based on our cost study that we do, you know, um, and we show, you know, how much of a, uh, you know, how much each component makes up of your P&L, but if you assume that your P&L, um, that the labor cost is 45%, and I don't mean technician, I mean technician, sales, office, everybody, that consumes about 45% of your P&L. And if you assume that your materials are around 7%, and if you're lawn, it's probably around 15%, and if you assume that your fuel is about 2.5%, if we... If 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 you remember um, your Sony um, um, Massey talked about how he does budgets. We, you know, I, I really love the approach. Like we do a budget and we go on percentages. What he does is he says, okay, here's a dollar. How many pennies does each category get? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at that, so my labor percentage is at 45%, but it went up by 15.6% which will add 7.02% to your P&L. My materials got, went up 5%. And so if we say, you know, if you're a lawn or pest, so on average it was 11%. So now we're up 5.5% and my fuel is up almost 2%. So,
1: so hang on, hang on, Dan, because you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're geeking out on me as, as going to count it. And I just want for other listeners here, I just want them to track what you're doing. I've been explain what you're doing big picture. Basically, what Dan is saying is, is that you look at the CPI and it's up 8%. You can't look at that for our industry because the things that really drive our business, i.e. labor, materials and fuel, are up way the hell more than 8%. And so that 8% does not translate to what we're talking about. So I'm just, I know Dan's talking a ton of percentages and and very good at that, but I just want to make sure that the listeners understand the point here, because the fact of the matter is, is that the CPI at 8%, it's not telling the full story of what it's actually doing to pass the bond company. So had to put that quick in there, keep going. Yeah,
0: (laughs) just those three items based on what I said, if you want to just forget about all my calculations and say, okay, Dan, get to the point. Mm-hmm. Your P&L has been affected by 14.4%. In other words, if you didn't raise your prices, your profit will fall by 14.4%. Now, if you look at our cost study and you take, uh, you know, um, uh, you basically, what does an owner take out of a company in a, in a average company? It's about 15%. Right. So if you didn't raise your prices, now you're at break even. OK, yeah. if you raised them 10 percent, you're behind by almost five percent. Right. So that's what you're up against. Um, you know, if if you if you raised everything by five, uh, by 10 percent, like you said that you did, you actually lost. If you were at a 15 percent bottom line, you actually lost a third of your profit. And yep. so that's the crazy thing. So what does it all mean? So so, go ahead. What what, what are you seeing?
1: So I think you know there's there's a couple of things. Number one, it, it, you know, the question is, is do we do another price increase? You know, is this the um, environment to do that? Another thing that we have said, and by the way, this is not a. I, I certainly don't want this to sound like to any of our listeners that we're doing a victory lap here because you know I I make stupid calls all the time, meaning that. I think something's going to go a certain way. And then as it plays out, turns out I was wrong. But, you know, I'm bringing that back around to the fact that, you know, every light that we see is on saying that either a recession's coming or we're already in a recession. And, you know, the thing that's going through my brain is, um, and Tony mentioned this in his uh, when we had him on as well, is, you know, how do we how do we get out of this? Right. At some point, the shoe's got to drop. You know, interest rates are going to go up money's going to get way more expensive to borrow. That's going to slow down housing. Once housing slows down, there's going to be a big slowdown in the economy, period, period dot, no way around it. And, our consumers, right. and, you know, so what that means is, is that, you know, for our customers, there's going to be more pressure on them because their dollars not going to go as far. Their dollars not going as far now because, you know, labor rates are not, they're not going up in every category, like what they are with our, our industry. And so, you know, do you raise prices, and and you know, you do take a. I think you do take a bigger risk because of where we're at in the cycle. You know, if if you would have talked to me three months ago, I'd be like, "Well, we're doing it again," and I would not, I would not lay caution. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, to the wind. I mean, I was just like, "It yeah, was what we got to do." But you know, now it's like, you know, do we ride it out for another three or four months and 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 kind of see what happens with the economy? You know, because again, it, if it does, if the recession does come you know, there is going to be an adjustment across the board, across the board, no doubt. And and there's a,
0: a psychological component to recession, right? Success breeds success, failure breeds failure. What's really, really interesting is there's a thing called the wealth effect, right? And the wealth effect basically says when prices are going up and that your real estate's going up and your your 401k is going up, because the stock market's going up, you feel wealthier. You may not be taking, you know, unless you're refinancing your loan, you're not taking money out of your house, unless you're, uh, you know, uh, pulling money out of your 401k, but you feel wealthier and you're willing to spend more money, and that's what's been going on for the last couple of years, right? Because the stock market's been, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic, it 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 was up you know, a crazy amount. And when you were talking about uh, housing prices in Raleigh, I mean, some of the housing prices where I am in New Jersey over three years that these homes have doubled. Well, that's mm-hmm. crazy, right? It's mm-hmm. it's totally unsustainable. But if you're riding it because you have a 401k or you've got an investment count and you've got a home, you're saying, you know what, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I can afford that, you know, extra vacation or whatever. And it, it trickles right on down to home services like pest control, lawn care, and those kinds of things. I do believe that at the end of the day, pest control and lawn care are not big ticket items. So I don't think that people will cut them right away. But you know, um, we're we're recession resistant. We've we've proved that through other recessions, but we're not res, uh, recession proof. So you got to be smart about it. And the other thing is when you say we were taking a, we, the, the whole victory lap thing, we were pounding the table going 10%, 10% because everybody else is doing it. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, great. And, and you know what? Well, we'll raise our profits. But that was the part that, that kind of shocked
1: me. <laughs> Quick everything yes. goes, you know?
0: so, we,
1: we just stopped the bleeding at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. But uh, hey, the, hey. then yeah. So so the question is, you're right. Uh, you just raise it 10% or you're going to raise it more. Well, you know, what's kind of interesting is your gas stations. <laughs> I I was riding around uh, the other day and I, you know, uh, I was in Florida and, uh, 499 for regular. Oh my gosh. Right. So, and they have no problem doing it. Right. But you may have a problem every week raising your prices and whatnot. And, uh, um, I kind of wanted to talk about my philosophy on how to raise prices and because this is an
1: extra special situation, what I think here. But uh, well, what, what, one, what do you- one thing I want to add before, before we move on to how to do price increases and, and there is really kind of two points here. Number one, this, if there ever was a, a, a case for why you want to own an operating company. When you think about retirement and you think about building wealth and you think about all the reasons that you go into business, financially speaking, I'm not talking about to go change the world and, you know, reach your dreams and those types of things. This is why it's so important to have an operating company, because the fact of the matter is is that if you were sitting on a boatload of cash right now, guess what? You just took a 12 percent, 10 percent haircut because that money now is worth 10 percent less because you can't do anything about it. Right. You have to deal with it. Versus on an operating company, you can flex with what's happening in the economy, and now the value of your dollar, or the value of your investment, will can flex according to what the economy is doing. So, so that's just number one is that you know, for for our listeners out there, if you if you have if you own part of the company, or you actually own the company, you you have to you you have to have this mindset of of, of adapting with what the economy is doing because if you don't. You know we're all nice people right we don't want to I mean, none of us want to you know you know uh, you know rip off our customers but the fact of the matter is is the economy is the economy the value of the dollar is the value of the dollar and the value that it was three years ago is not the same as the value as, as it is now and we have to make adjustments and so you know key point here is that you know it's great to keep your wealth in an operating company that's just donning philosophy there i'm not certainly um, I'm not, I, I didn't create I, it
0: you know listen when um I remember in the 90s when um, the before the Internet bubble popped, there were a million day traders and everybody was making a fortune. It really was that way. And I saw the same thing going on um, right now during the pandemic. Everybody had money and uh, they were all day trading. As a matter of fact, I saw a statistic. I subscribed to all these accounting uh, newsletters that the IRS made more money in capital gains tax than they've ever made ever. And that's because you had all these people home playing the market going up. And it's real easy. You, you you feel like a genius when you ride it up. The problem is, you know, when every time it pulls back and that strategy is just pound it more and I'll make more money when it stops working, you get your butt kicked. And that's exactly, you know, some more of this whole wealth effect. It's it's, uh, you know. Um, and, and, you know, uh, one of the, one of the guys who I'm very good friends with owns a very large lawn care company. And he said, no, I don't really have a lot of money in the market. And the reason is because I understand how to make money in lawn care. I don't really understand how to make money in markets. I can definitely ride it, but I don't really understand it. And,
1: uh, I think that, um, there's something to be said about that. Um, the, the other point I was going to make is, you know, like it or not and i may be wrong on this you know i certainly don't want to make it sound like i'm some expert economic guy because i'm not i'm i'm just a bug guy and rock. okay <laughs> but you try you know, to get it, a living as we say. yeah that's but i will say this we are due for a correction of some sort now in the early 80s the way they did this you know interest rates went up to 18 percent they curbed inflation but it was brutal absolutely brutal I don't think there's anyone in Washington to have that has the, the, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it, yes. that has the balls to do that. Yeah, I don't think they have the balls to do it. And I don't think they have the stomach to do that either. And the, you know, and the question is, is who's going to die on that political sore? But the reality of it is it has to come at some point. right? And so what does that mean for you? Right? What does that mean for your business? I think right now. Is a fantastic time to start shorting up your expenses. It's a fantastic time to be securing capital, whether it be in a bigger line or whatever. It, it just would be a good time to start preparing. Yeah, I, I don't want to make it sound like doom and gloom and we're gonna go through a great depression. I don't I don't wanna say that. I'm I'm just making the point that there will be a correction, period. And the fact well, is, is you don't have to with this one.
0: Yeah, our best time is not when the economy is on fire or when it's really in the dumper. Our best time is when it's in the middle, right? Because when it's really on fire, we can't get people to work for us. Uh, when it's in the dumper, nobody wants to buy anything. When it's right in the middle, we can get people to work for us. People are by that. So this overheating of the economy, while if you were in the stock market or in the real estate market, it was a great thing, It it's not sustainable for our business model. Um, it just isn't. And it, we need to correct now. We hopefully it, you know, they talk about a soft landing and whatnot. I I don't know whether it's going to be soft or hard, but we definitely could not continue the way we were going and it wouldn't be healthy for us, even if we had the choice to do it because we'll never get anybody to work for us, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah. And and, I mean, we see this, we see this across the board. I, I see it in, it, it, and the way I see it is not necessarily in prices. The way I see it now is in terms of labor and lead times for things, lead times for supplies, lead times for even services. If, if you've tried to get any kind of service to your house, I mean, it's not in common. So uh, well, we can be out in you know three weeks or, or what. I mean, just the lead times now are just so long. And so it's just another signal. So. All right, Dan. So you want to talk about how to do this? If you've not raised. Your yeah, price, so all, not, not all lost, but let's let's talk through that. So, so there's
0: two philosophies on raising prices. I'm going to say the first philosophy, and this is promulgated by the software companies because that's how that that's the way the softwares work. All of the all of your uh, routing software, and that is okay. Well, you just take everybody and raise them a dollar or three percent. So a fixed percentage or a fixed uh, dollar amount, and that's how you do price increases. The problem with that is the, the 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 people that you're making a lot of money on, and you know those you you've got some people in your in your uh, database that you make a lot of money on. You're going to give them a three percent increase, and 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 maybe you'll um, you know that they'll wake up and say, well, wait a minute, these guys are really gouging me, and so they're going to look at it. Uh, the the people who you know you're making uh, um, not enough money at all because of retreats, et cetera. So you know if you've got these two hundred or three hundred dollar an hour people um why would you want to raise their prices? but you've got twenty dollar an hour people because of retreats and you only raise them a dollar or three percent or whatnot so I have always subscribed to um raising prices by saying, what is my acceptable dollar per hour in other words, what do I need to 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 do to make you know um um you know, an acceptable profit. And, you know, uh, that number is usually somewhere between 120 and $175 an hour. Right. And so what do we have to do to raise that up to that number? And you might give, you might double somebody's price because they're so underpriced and they may leave and that's fine because you're losing money on them anyway. And the people that you're at $200 an hour, you leave them alone. Right. So that's the way I've always looked at price increases and it's worked
1: great. However, in so, the current environment. Go Bef- go Before you move on, let's just let's just clarify what that means. So and I just want to be clear that I understand it as well. So basically what you do is you take, OK, this is the amount of revenue that I have. I have earned on this customer over the last year. Here's how many services because I mean, I don't know how many people track their time and how easy it is to get that out. But. Let's just say I assume that my service takes 30 minutes. I did six stops. Okay, so I spent what is that? Three hours. Yeah. So I take I take my I take the total revenue for the year. I divide it by three hours. That gives me my dollars per hour. Is it that simple? That's right. To figure out and then just it's it's that simple. Some of the routing software
0: uh, have reports that makes it that simple. Some it's a little more difficult, right? But um yes it is that simple and that's what you want to do however and that's i've always preached that and that's the way i've always taught our clients and when i was an operator that's what what we did however in this current environment that oh well let's raise it three dollars or five percent that there's something to be said for that and it's what you're doing is you're raising that acceptable dollar per hour right whereas before it was 120. Now, maybe it needs to be 140, right? And then you bring it up to that. So there is a component where you just, when when we said, just raise everybody 10%, um, and I don't think that that's enough. I think it actually, as we speak here, it should have been about 15% just to break even, right? That's the number. And then you also have to go and do the other philosophy where you figure out what your dollars per hour are because you know that you have a quarterly account that you charge a hundred dollars a quarter a quarter that's four hundred dollars a year and hey that's terrific each stop is is a half hour so you know you're, you're making really good money however they had 20 callbacks now the callbacks could be your fault because your guy isn't trained he can't solve a problem whatever or it could just be that that the customer is a pain in the neck and has absolutely zero tolerance at all. And they just call.
1: And, and so they I guess have my question for is, that. can you really scale that? I mean, like, let's just say you have a database of 10,000 customers. And, and let's say you're looking at your you're looking at your problem children. Right. These are like let's just say they're my eight stop and above accounts. You know, let's just say you're running a quarterly. You, you typically run a quarterly for like. Are you really going to go through every single one and say what happened here? Like, does that? I, and I'm asking. I mean, like, well, what
0: what, what you're going to find is that they're outliers, right? This one's at twenty dollars an hour. Well, that means that I got to quadruple their price or more. And once you do that, that's going to be an outlier, and then you get to look into that. But it it it's, you know, um, that that's
1: that's exactly how you do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so, my next it, question is and this is and I swear this is not, not self serving and, and Dan will send me a check for this after we get done. But I'm assuming that this is something that if I said, Okay, PCO, here's my database, give me your recommendations here. Is that something you guys can do? Or maybe you'll kill me for asking that question. Yeah,
0: it depends <laughs> on
1: which software you're
0: using and there's certain software so that we can get it out, but it it, it it's um, you know, it uh, Yes, we've done price increase projects for for clients, and and we can depending on what software, but 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 it's a little bit of a a trick with certain ones because it's it's more difficult to get out. But you had asked, can you really do this? Now think about this, right? Your utility company, you know, they charge you based on the amount of electricity. In the summer, you run your air conditioning, so they charge you a lot more, right? That's your retreats, right? So so you're paying if you assume that you're selling an a, an hourly uh, rate. That's what you're doing. You're selling time, right? The more time, the more you use. So in the winter, maybe you don't use as much. So so you dial it back. It's kind of interesting because like right now, you've got all these cable companies, and I don't know if you've seen like cell phone companies. They will, if you have cellular data, they'll give you a certain amount of data per month. But then if you start like streaming and everything and, and using a lot, they'll dial back your um, your 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 speeds. And I believe what's going to happen in the future is there, that that, that uh, you know data is going to be like uh, a utility where you you know you pay for what you use. If you know you're a little old lady who ha- does a couple of uh, emails a month, why should you pay for the same amount that the guy who's you know gaming and and drawing a lot of data? And and that's what it is basically is that you're paying for usage. You know, it's just what is that rate? Right.
1: Right. So let's talk about if I'm a if I'm a listener um, and I've raised like what are recommendations here, right? What what is the takeaway from this? Is it like, hey, um you if you raised five percent, you, you need to do this again? Is it hey, you've raised five percent, you need to hold your cards. You know, what what is the takeaway? Like, what is your recommendation? I have mine, I'm gonna wait. I wanna hear what you have to say, but you know if I'm sitting here, I'm listening to the podcast. It's like, yep, there's, a t- you know, my, my, obviously my payroll is up almost 15%. You know, my materials are almost doubled. My fuel is definitely doubled. You know, I'm getting some real pressure on the things that really drive my business. You know, I think the first thing is, is that, and this is going to be very provocative to say, and I'm going to say it is that we should have, or you somehow, some way we've got to get to this 15% number. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you haven't yeah. if you haven't raised your prices, that's a no brainer. Just raise them 15%. If you already have, it's more difficult because you're not like a gas station that you can, you know, every day go out and change the number because, you know, it just
1: it, it's not going to fly with the customers. So you're definitely there's one. There's one caveat I want to put. And this is more of like how you actually do it for our listeners. If you're not on monthly billing, if you're still invoicing after service this is a very big ask, very, very big ask. And and it's going to be a lot uglier for you. And the reason I say that is, is because people will see the 15% so much clearly uh, or so much more clearly than if you're doing monthly billing, you know, I just want to, you know, this is obviously not a, a podcast on monthly billing. It's just not a podcast on how to do, I mean, it is kind of on how to do price increases, but, but, you know, when you're billing someone monthly, the pinch of a fifteen percent price increase or a five percent price increase or a ten percent it's a dollar right it's two dollars it's three dollars it's five dollars it might even be ten dollars but the pinch does you know the perception and we all know perception is everything is nowhere near like what it is if you're billing quarterly and and you go up fifteen percent because that's a big different gap and so if you are someone that bills quarterly and it's after service you know i'm not going to tell you what to do i will tell you that you're going to have i think it's more difficult i have no data on this by the way this is just dying psychologically speaking here i know for me personally at triangle we can push price increases and we hardly hear anything about them we're all credit card monthly billing and that amount is very very small psychologically speaking as opposed to you know, people who are billing out quarterly or even annually when they push the 15, because it's just the numbers. It's the same amount. We all know that the same amount. It's just that what people see. So
0: sorry. for and the, yeah, the day. So, No, no. I, I mean, you know, if you're not doing all of that stuff, it may be a good lead in. Right. So, um, you know, I used to uh, talk about when uh, we would go from, you know, billing per service to, to monthly billing. And uh, how do you do it? And you tell The customers, hey, it's our new computer system. It's just the way we're working, and then you know you'd get a little bit of pushback, but everything would work. But this, you know, hey, um, you know, if if you go out to your clients and 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 you say, hey, listen, this is the new reality, and what we're going to do is we're going to put you on a subscription, just like the gym membership, or you know, um, you know, and it's a monthly charge, and it may be that this could be a catalyst for you to do what you should have done meaning going to monthly billing. Um, right. But you just didn't because either you were chicken or, uh, you know, you, you you just didn't think that, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, the, the beauty of having a whole bunch of clients is you get to hear a, a real, um, you know, uh, <laughs> And get to hear all You're the all opinions right years. yeah you know and some people are like yeah let's go for it and some are like no you don't understand our customers are different
1: your customers right. are no They're different always, than anyone else. right in, in their in their market it could never work no I'm, in my
0: market it would never work but you yeah, know right. that's right. a bunch of nonsense so right. um you know but 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 it may be a good time and by the way it's even during these really good times a year ago, uh, people were making more money than they've ever made before. But if you ask them, they were also working harder than they've ever worked before. I just think that that's the way the new world works, right? Because what we're trying to do is we're, 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 we're dialing up efficiency, meaning that in order to make the same money, we have to do volume and we have to be more efficient. And that takes more work. Like, you know, 20 years ago, we would... Uh, it wasn't hard at all, right? We, we you know, uh, we, we made good money. In fact, some, sometimes some great money. But now we work hard for our money. But I still think that it's worth it because in this business, there's a ton of money to be made.
1: Well, I would say that's a little bit of grandpa coming out there. Back in 20 years ago, yeah, but say- 20 years ago, we walked to school <laughs> uphill both ways, right? But, but your point is very well taken, and and I actually believe we need to get way more efficient than we are now for different reasons. I think you know we've talked about this before. You know Bill Connerly over at Forbes, who I am absolutely a fanboy of. You know he we talked we've talked about this 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 labor shortage that is not going to go away in the next decade that's a real threat to our industry. It's, it's a real, real threat and you need to take it seriously. And so what that means is, is that we, by necessity, if we're going to grow, the key to growth is going to be efficiency because we're going to have to figure out ways to service more with less because it's just simply not going to be there. And so that's the, I, I, I I think about that almost every single day. How can we get more efficient? How can we scale? There's two ways to, there's, There's two
0: ways to protect the the, the profit is to raise prices or to become more efficient. And it's got to be a combination of both. This is an interesting, uh, I'll just uh, digress for a second, is um, I went to motor vehicles yesterday. And, um, you know, it used to be that you just hop into motor vehicles and you wait for two hours and they drive you crazy and everything. Now it's very efficient. You need an appointment. Once you get to the appointment, they check you in. What what in the hell are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Motor vehicles. We're talking about efficiency, process efficiency in your operation, <laughs> right? Yeah. It used to, right? <laughs> so, so the question is, how does a pest control company become more efficient? Well, you maybe you can squeeze your vendors and 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 get better pricing. Maybe you can raise your prices or maybe you can do better routing. Maybe you can fill in those. You know, that is the efficiency. And by the way, going back to the motor vehicles, that was the efficiency is to get all the people who are getting driver's licenses at one time. Those who are registering cars at one time, that was the efficiency. So you went to the DMV, is what you're saying? Well, I made an appointment to go. I went. And then I was uh, shuffled into... You know, a line where I, you know, got to do the business exactly the way I wanted to do. The person who I was working with was an absolute expert on that little thing instead of everything. I mean, they're learning how to be more efficient, you know, and that's that's, you know, when government gets more efficient, Dan, that means that you can get more efficient. (laughs)
1: Well, folks, there you have it. We have managed to somehow put DMV and efficiency in the same sentence. And with that, yes. I think that has been the crescendo of this episode. <laughs> right, right, right. DMV and efficiency in the same All sentence. in the same sentence. I don't know if we could pull that off again, but well, yes. folks, we managed to do it again. This is Dan. By the way, this has been fantastic. Just you and I chatting. I like it when we do just the episodes where we talk. This has been a I mean, it's been a great topic to talk about. It absolutely has made me think more about maybe we should even push a smaller price increase during the summer just to get us on par. But I don't know what we're going to do. Stay tuned. I'm certainly, I'm, you know, whatever we do, I'll, I'll, I'll come back and report on the podcast what we decide. Um, but, you know, as always, if you like what you hear, please rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher or whatever it is or however it is that you consume the podcast. We do appreciate that. You know, Dan and I love trying to help others and help them grow their businesses, and this is one of the ways that we get to do that. Um, we will try to get some notes up from this episode on PMPIndustryInsider.com. If you go out to that website and look under the link called Show Notes, each one of our recordings, we, if we talk about resources or if we have articles and stuff like that that we're referencing during the podcast, we'd like to throw it up there. Um, and with that, Dan, any parting thoughts before we finish out here? No,
0: I think that that's it. But uh, appreciate the conversation. I think it's one of the most important conversations that you need to have um, going into this next uh, phase of of the economy. So uh, either you're going to do it
1: now or you're going to do it later, but you're definitely going to do it. So 100 percent agree. All right. With that, we'll see you all next time. Take care.